everyone. Welcome to another episode of According to B, the podcast where we talk all things life, love, and everything in between. According to me, B, and my friends, faves, and co-hosts you'll meet along the way. So, we talk a lot about relationships on this podcast. Granted, we're only three episodes in, but roll with me here. Okay, we've spoken about our relationships with romance. We've spoken about our relationships with our friends. But today, I wanted to speak about our relationship with self, specifically on becoming. Now, if you're on my side of the internet, you'll be very familiar with the terms becoming the woman of your dreams or becoming her or even becoming that girl. And essentially, what these phrases speak to is going from who you are now to the most ideal version of yourself, the best version of yourself, if you will. And I think the reason why these content pieces and these conversations resonate so much with people is it just comes down to, I mean, at least for me, taking a step back, looking at your life and being like, mm -mm, girl, there's, you know, something's got to change. Either I'm not living to my fullest potential or there's just more to life than what I'm experiencing right now. And at that point, you're faced with the decision of, are you going to continue life as it is? Or you're going to make a decision to change. And for me, obviously, the latter was done. But it was in that decision and in embarking on this journey that I realized that a lot of those conversations are missing an integral part and are quite surface level and don't really speak about the process. Okay? The process that can be grueling, that can be stretching, beautiful in some aspects, but we just really miss talking about the cost that it comes at when you really decide to bridge that gap between who you are and who you want to be, who you are called to be. And that is why I really wanted to have this conversation today. And I'm so happy to be able to have it with a co-host who I just admire so much. She's so amazing. But you guys are going to understand why once we get into this conversation. But before that, let's introduce her. So I'm speaking about none other than Candice Mudiselle. Candice is no stranger to our TV screens. If you're not familiar with her, let me introduce you to her. Candice is an actress, television host, and businesswoman, and she's also the founder of The 5-Minute Call, one of my absolute favorite YouTube channels that's dedicated to shining a light on young, talented South Africans in the film and media industry. So just by that, you guys can deduce that my girl is booked and busy. That being said, I'm so glad we still found a time to come sit on the couch and have a real conversation. Um, it's so lovely to be able to see this new side of Candace, but also just be on the receiving end of a word, a word. Okay, you guys will understand what I'm talking about as we hop right in. So, I mean, let's do just that. This is the cost of becoming the woman of your dreams, according to Candace Mudisele. So, Candice. Oh, so have we, have we started? We're starting. Yeah. Are we starting right now? Uh -huh. Right, uh, yeah. right now. Right now. Already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. AKA my best friend in my head. And I'm like so happy that the feeling was kind of mutual. Absolutely. Yeah. Because when I walked in, you were a realization of exactly who I thought you'd be. Oh. You are. That's great. You are. Like you're actualized. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I like her. Yeah. And it, I'm not going to say it's uncommon to meet people that you can relate to in that way, mm. but... You reached out to me on social media, and I was just like, what? Say when. Yeah. And I may have literally said no, that. No, you literally said that. I was like, whoa. I was like, say okay. when. And then, you know, I ghosted you. Uh, no, you really did. I did. <laughs> you I was did. Like, make her beg. 
no, you know what? <laughs> no, I was like, this is a teachable moment. Because one thing about me, I'm so impatient. And I was oh, like, no. the Lord is like, Bukang, just wait. And I was like, okay, this is a perfect time for me to release control. Whenever Candace is ready, she'll come. And then one day I just yeah. saw, I was like, oh, wow, okay. So this is happening. For what it's worth, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It took me like maybe a day or two to like fully reply and fully shame. commit. Yeah. Just that life has been lifing. Yeah. Um, but when I did get to the moment, I was like, I'm going to be there. Mm. This is the time. This is the day. Yeah. 100% all systems go. And the I'm rest, so as I say, is history. Excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for seeing me worthy of your platform. No, girl, please. The fact that you're here, it's like the biggest affirmation that like, okay, Bokang, this means something. And like for Candace to trust, to have her voice on your platform, I'm just like, okay, we're doing something good. We're on the right track here. What would make you doubt that? We're going to get into that. Okay. All right. Yes. I, I love that. I love that. I love that yeah. there's many layers to peel. And just like onions, mm. there will be tears. There will be tears. I'm going to try. Maybe. I'm I try. don't know. We we'll don't know. See. We'll we don't see. Know. All right. So I wanted to start somewhere. Um, it's kind of at the beginning, but also kind of right now. And mm -hmm. it's something that I've noticed and I wanted to get to know from your side. Mm -hmm. So I've seen on your Instagram and even on the five minute call, you introduce yourself as Dumelo Candice Mudisela. Like we know you as Candice, yes. but I'd love to know like Dumelo, is that your first name? Like where's that, was there a change that you're like, actually I want people to know me as Dumelo, that's who I am. Dumelo is my first name. Um, Dumelo is my home name. Mm. And I just feel as though I am in the space in my life where I want to acknowledge the fullness of who I am and not walk around half-limbed, half-hearted um, without my complete identity being acknowledged, especially as an African woman. Even though Candace is an African name and that's what people don't know, Candace of Kush, um, read your history if you want to read about Candace, the name. Oh, wow. um, there was a big part of me that was like, if I am walking with faith, let my name actually speak it, which Dumelo is faith. Literally, yeah. Um, and it's also just my evolution and my redefining moment. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I've let go of Candace Mudisele. They're not separate entities, but in me fully encompassing everything that I come with. Um, now, less of Candace Mudisele, the actress and uh, uh, the presenter, and now fully Dumelo Candice Mudisele, the storyteller, the producer, the mm. director, um, the author of my narrative, the, um, the change agent, the woman of God, the yeah. woman of, of gift. Um, yeah, so I, I, it, it was also just a natural transition and progression, but a part of me didn't feel like I was, it was honest for me to just go, hi, lovely meeting you, I'm Candice. I was like, mm, actually, Dumelo, you know? Mm. Um, it may have also been a projection from other people because when I meet a lot of people, they say, okay, but what's your African name? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. That gang. So many times they'd be like, okay, what's your, what's your other name? And it's either I invalidate them and I was like, no, I'm Candace. Just Candace or yeah. I just go, well, you're right. My first name is Dumelo. And then plenty of them would be like, okay, I'm going to call you Dumelo. Mm. So I was like, oh, might as well cut the conversation short and just tell you I'm Dumelo. Yeah, you're like, yeah. actually, Let's here's the full Let's birth certificate. Yeah. Do you guys just want to see all the names? Well, my ID point? number, yeah. 940517, and then the rest. And then the rest. Yeah, I'm not going to give my full ID number. on <laughs> But I really love what you said, especially, like, speaking about, you know, African names and how we're not just named. A lot yeah. of the time, you know, it means something. 
there's mm. a meaning to it like yours means faith or you know maybe mm. there's a story behind it of why our parents named us this and mm -hmm. we were discussing it and we were like yeah Dumel it's so interesting that it does mean faith and Candace is so like unapologetic and open about speaking about her faith mm -hmm. but also in that in your career you know such an unconventional career path it takes a great deal of faith to be like mm. I'm going to take the road the road less traveled you know mm -hmm. I'm gonna go after my dreams and you have you're actually a realization of your faith and you you become mm. a manifestation of your name and I think that's so beautiful thank you thank yeah. you um on the faith topic you know it's been a very big theme for the past two years um primarily because I feel like it's constantly being stretched and in an industry that is so inconsistent where there's so much uncertainty and so much doubt all you can do is move in faith and even with chats that I have at my connect group which is like a home cell yeah. um, but we call it connect and it's a community of Christians like-minded people kingdom people ambassadors of God who want to be the hands of feet and hands and feet of Christ and to go out into the world and, and just be kindness be love be change um, I mentioned to him that God can't do a new thing on old faith mm. and um, it's almost like that moment, I don't even know what it's called, I was going to say depot, when you take a plant out of, you know, a pot that's, because the yeah. soil is starting to erode and the soil isn't as fruitful as what it used to be. I believe that I am fertile soil, but it can only happen when I place myself in new environments. And from that, the new environment and the new soil is faith, that I need to place myself in new faith so that new seeds can be planted, that new gifts can be deposited, that new fruits can be birthed from that. Um, so those challenges of actually being unearthed, uh, the unbecoming to become, yeah. is one of the most difficult things that you could go through, especially in an industry where everyone is fully accessible to your narrative, or maybe the narrative that they are aware of, where people feel like they can um, comment or have um, full reign and right to project whatever assumptions that they have of you, and to also um, criticize your journey. So it's, it's difficult because I think people also forget that as entertainers, as storytellers, that we love this craft first. We may not necessarily love what it comes with. Sure. I loved acting first. I was 10 years old in love with being on stage. I didn't love, the, I don't love the access that people feel like they are entitled to have to me. Um, and where I do feel okay to be vulnerable and authentically me, um, I will do that. But it's so unfortunate that there's some people who struggle so much and to be in a world where they're trying to exercise their faith and, and still trust the journey and still, but, but be so um, distracted by the noise and hurt by the world. It's a really, really difficult space, but it, it, if not for my faith and if not for the grace of God on my life and for his unique hand in the tapestry in my life, I don't know where I'd be, but yeah. Guys, catch us again on Sunday for another <laughs> sermon, for another preaching. No, stop. With Pastor Tumelo, <laughs> Candice Budisel. <Stop>. Okay. <laughs> no, none of that. Yeah. But like one thing you said, and I can totally relate to you, is that you're like, you know, from the age of 10, you were acting. Mm -hmm. And it's really like just, it's a labor of love. You know, this is your passion. Emphasis on labor. Emphasis on labor. So actually, mm. before I even get into this question, 
I think from the outside looking in, it's so easy for people to look at you and be like, oh my gosh, Candace has made it, you know. Candace is living her dream. And maybe you are, maybe you're not. You can tell us about that. But I'd love to know mm. if, has your expectations for your dream, that 10-year-old who is like, I want to be on screens, I want to be performing, has it matched the reality mm-hmm. of what you thought it would be to be in this industry, to be what you're doing? How honest do you want me to be? Girl, this is the place where we are... Fully untapped. Listen, yeah. Um, I'm currently standing in disappointment wow yeah um, wow and i can't wait to look back on this episode and be so grateful and why am i emotional now um i think there's been a lot of unfulfilled and ignorant expectation that i've had Mm. especially when your your heart is so full of a love for an industry a love for a call a love for a craft and it's so difficult to watch, firstly, young people so much potential be deeply exploited. Mm. I fully on the receiving end of that. Um, to see it be so commercialized, um, to see storytelling as a space of healing, as a space of transformation, as a space of teaching, become so so now, you know, it's become so frivolous, so petty, yeah. um, so superficial. And I understand that, you know, entertainment is a business first. But for those of us whose hearts are fully committed to it, to see the things happening in the entertainment industry right now is absolutely heartbreaking. And yeah. I come from a place of privilege because I'm within it. I can't imagine for someone who's trying to get in because it feels like the walls are caving in, the doors are not opening, no matter what they do, no matter how many doors they knock on, there's just no, they're not bearing any fruits of their attempts. Um, But in where I am right now, I, I, I led with disappointment first. So I think my mistake and I'll I'll claim it as that is I always lead with gratitude. So let me, Mm. let me say I'm grateful. Mm. As much as in my tenderness right now, I can't say I'm disappointed, I'm still grateful. I'm grateful that, I've, that I'm fulfilling the dreams of so many seeds that were sown in my life so early, um, that I loved standing on that stage. And I may have not understood the technicalities. I may not even understood it as acting. Yeah. I just knew that I was doing this thing and I want to stand on the stage. And I knew that there was, there was more than love in it. There's something bigger. Um, and knowing you're calling it 10 is very crazy because you don't know it as such, but you just yeah. know that it feels like home, yeah. that it's, it's foreign because why am I doing all of this in front of an audience? But it's, there's something that feels so familiar. And to know that 19 years later, I don't really say that I have a body of work that speaks to the true gift that I have is a very difficult place to be in. It's almost like knowing that you're a magnificent makeup artist, but in the comfort of your bedroom. You know that you're a world-class um, filmmaker, but only on the smaller screens. Mm. You know that you have the capacity to teach, to mold, but the world's not listening. And um, I know my potential is massive. Yeah. I know the gift that I have as a storyteller. I also know that I'm I'm so much more than my looks. 
Yeah. And that's where the disappointment also lies, despite the gratitude and not to invalidate the gratitude. It's particularly tough when the roles that I feel like have the capacity to, to mold me, to challenge me, to unearth the gift of my storytelling, they don't look like me. It's always, Candace, we need a slay queen. Are you available? Candace, we need a side chick. Please send through. Yeah, really? Yeah, I know. Wow. Um, over the past two years, a lot of the roles that yeah. I've been approached for that, uh, mm. you know, my agent gets are always these very superficial, um, very one-dimensional, baseless, no character, no depth. Yeah. All we need you to do is walk across the screen and look beautiful and giggle and... And it's just so boring. Yeah. And, it's, and it's like, God, this is not me, you know? I didn't commit to four years of my honors degree. I didn't commit to 19 years of the labor in love. I didn't commit to my consistent training and, um, you know, constantly offering myself as a, I was offering myself as a living sacrifice. <laughs> I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't seek to do that only for it, for the return and the investment to be clout. Mm. I don't do it mm. for clout. Yeah. I do it for purpose. I do it for rehabilitation. I do it for passion. And sometimes it's not even doing it for a bigger reason other than for love. I do it because I love it. And I feel like a lot of the time it doesn't love me back because oh. of the systems in place, because of the superficial nature. Um, and that's a very tough place to, to dabble in. Um, but again, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I took the road less traveled. I'm yeah. grateful that I was able to shout out the noise of those who questioned the journey. You know, I was a very academic kid. And I still very, I still am. I mean, I sound smart, so. Um, <laughs> not just a pretty face. Not just okay. a pretty face. <laughs> but, you know, when you're a kid, uh, you're, a, you're a, a teenager and you're a young person and have all these distinctions and you're a diligent student and you've walked that that stage and gotten all these accolades and awards and then you say you want to act everyone's like but it doesn't take intelligence to act yeah. it doesn't take oh that's so wasted craft. yeah yeah no so I, I heard that a number of times and i'm so blessed to have a mom who trusted me she trusted me mm. despite the various people that spoke into her life saying it's all of these things, mm. uh, all these projections of what success looks like on a black woman. Mm. And it didn't look like acting. Yeah. And ministry doesn't look like acting. Mm. And teaching doesn't look like presenting. Mm. It looks like every other profession. So, um, yeah, wow. the long and the short of it is that I'm grateful. <laughs> in a nutshell. I, in a nutshell. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm grateful. 2023, there's something massive coming. Uh, uh, a body work I've already worked on. Yeah. Um, but there's other things. I just know that this year is pregnant with so much potential. And I just have to see the growing pains all the way through. The growing pains, like you can say that again. And I think I really resonated with part of your journey because I also studied acting at after. So, ah! <laughs> yeah, I did stage and screen. So that's Talk what I have my degree on. Talk to me about that. Uh, girl. Okay, so it's, let's, it's, let's, it's, let's talk. Yeah, it's interesting mm. because, you know, like I said, very much had a similar experience to you, life experience, young age, always constantly performing and very mm. much knew that I was going to be a storyteller, whether it's on stage, whether, you know, it's mm. writing. 
And I always knew that was my calling. And, you know, I can relate with the disappointment that you feel in the industry right now, just in the sense that because we know the potential of story and we know the talent that mm -hmm. exists in South Africa and that, like, we're not doing ourselves justice at all. at all. But there's also opportunity in that. And I think that's what my journey has showed me. I always thought... It would be going one specific way, mm. going to graduate after I graduate, you know, oh, do a couple shows and then go to the Oscars. And it was completely different. <laughs> yeah. Guys, yeah. I'm not at the Oscars. I'm at the B-Word headquarters, though. Absolutely, which is synonymous with the Oscars. Listen, period. Yes. Thank yes. you. And I think that the kind of like the, the, the disappointment or the lack of, not the lack of, but... Rather, the fact that my my plans, my life didn't go according to how I planned it, mm -hmm. I also was a punishment, but was actually a mm. gift in that I always define myself in one way. Mm. And then I had to realize that I have to create my own opportunities. You Oof. know, if I'm really serious about this, I'm going to, you know, have to now pick up a camera, learn how to do this, mm. create the conversations, create the storytelling, oh. and now be in a position of where instead of having my life and the opportunities in my career dictated, I have the power to mm -hmm. actually do something about the problem that I see. You and know? you have the authority. There we go. And you have the authority. And so I also see a lot of that in you now that you're entering you know, the director and producer side, especially because you are within the industry as well. You see what can happen. And you've mm -hmm. taken it upon yourself as, you know what, guys? I'm not going to be like just a victim to circumstance. I'm not just going to be like, oh, well, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something about it. And yeah, just allow ourselves to really learn and go through that process and develop mm -hmm. our voices as storytellers beyond just performance or beyond just what we know mm -hmm. and create your own roles, you know? They Literally, give you Slay Queen. Yeah. I'm not a Slay Queen, but, you know, I'm going to create. I'm a villain. I'm a villain. I'm an alien. I'm, I'm like, I want to see the versatility. Do you understand that I'm an alien? You know? But that's why I mm -hmm. love animation. I love that I've led, an, I've led two international animations. Wow. And I love that it doesn't care. And, and maybe just both animation and theater as two different but very similar art forms, um, that they both serve the same purpose and it's storytelling. Mm. They both serve that they're not concerned about industry. They're not concerned about numbers. They're not concerned about those things. Mm. They just want to carry the message across. Yeah. And I'm so appreciative that I've gotten to play in both spaces actively because I, I had the full opportunity to put my ego down. Yeah. And to go, okay, let's put the gift out now. Let's play with the gift. And mm. it's so generous. It's, they're both such generous spaces. I miss theater so much. Um, and animation is just amazing. I love it. Girl, I'm just I like, love it. That just seems so fun because it's like play <laughs> just at heart. You know, you're just in the booth and like you play around with the voice and it's yeah. like the art and the craft, but also like connecting with your inner child as well. Also taking everything that made you weird and making it human, making love. it real love. and making it money. There we go. I think <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that, you know, we kind of both establish the pretext of our lives and leading up to where we are now. But, you know, I wanted to have this conversation with you about this idea of becoming the woman of your dreams Ooh. and, you know, self-actualize. You know, what is, who is Candace as her? You know, there's this idea of like, her yeah. is our best version of ourselves or whoever we're working towards. Mm -hmm. Can you like define that for us of where do you want to be? 
I want to be everything and nothing. Okay. Everything that God has called me to be and nothing that I've called for myself. Mm. And that's very tough because we put so many ideas of ourselves, so many projections of the world ahead of who God has called us to be. So if I could get to a point where I strip myself completely of my own ego, completely of preconceived ideas of who I am, and I immerse myself fully in who God has called me to be, I'll be content. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe the full actualization of Dumelo Candice Mutisela isn't even an actress. And I have to get to a point where I'm open. Yeah. I have to get to a point where I'm okay with the evolution. I'm okay with the moment of redefining. I'm okay with the purge. Oh. I'm okay with having to grieve. Grieve versions of myself I no longer am. And that's probably one of the hardest things we're ever called to do as people, as young adults especially, mm. who go, I'm going to chase this specific dream at this specific time with these particular results in mind. Yeah. And then that doesn't happen. And then we're mad at God and we're mad at ourselves and we're disappointed. And... Um, if I can get to a point where maybe it's even striking the happy medium mm. of who I believe myself to be and who I know God has called me to be and finding that, that sweet spot. Yeah. I suppose that's, that's the, the ultimate, the ideal, yeah. the magical manifestation of mm. Dumelo Candice Murisela. Maybe, that, maybe that's who she is. Um, but I know that she is a service woman. Yeah. I know at the core she, of it, at you the know core that, of it, yeah. I love help. I love help. I mm. love. I don't love asking for it. Don't, don't, don't make me ask for help. But I just read my mind. Read my mind and offer. There we go. No, it's the wrong kind of help. I wasn't asking for that, but at least offer. Um, and I know that I love. I love working with young people. Yeah. I love I love young people. They sometimes drive us absolutely mad. Yeah. I mean, I am a young person myself, but whew, youth ministry, I know there's, there's some work to be done there. And it, I'm not there fully, but I know that God is taking me to that place. I know that service is where I need to be. I know that, man, world-class director yeah. is perhaps, perhaps, I, again, I'm open, mm. <laughs> perhaps who I need to be. Um... A loving partner to to my person. Yeah, which I'm, I'm doing quite a successful job thus far. Listen, girl, we <laughs> love it. We're gonna keep it going. <laughs> um, woo, the full actualization of who I'm called to be. But you know yeah. what? What I really appreciate about what you're saying, and is very different to what I thought you might answer, or what people would generally answer to that is that mm. you're not attaching success or you're not attaching like your ideal vision of self to I don't know accolades or to yeah, like no. material things you know and the fact that you're like I actually don't know and it's not up to me it's God mm. for someone like me who's a bit of a control freak and wants to know like where everything is that seems like such a one freeing place to be <laughs> and also so exciting because the adventure that lies ahead of you, you're mm -hmm. just like, listen, I'm just going to go and I'm going to discover. Mm -hmm. And life is so long. And in that we often think we're just meant to do one thing. We're meant to be one person. Yeah. But, you know, in speaking to like my parents, older family members, it's like these people have lived 
so much mm-hmm. in their lives. They've done so many different things. You have the opportunity to live different lifetimes within this one lifetime. Absolutely. So, like, just give yourself to that process. And I'm actually taking that. I'm like, yeah. Bukang, you know what? I mean, up till now, things really haven't gone <laughs> according to plan. So you might as well just, like, roll with it now, you yeah, know? Yeah, just roll with the punches. And yeah. to give ourselves permission to to evolve oh my gosh is 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 quite a big ask but it's necessary um and i i wasn't always like this if you asked me this question probably a year ago my Mm. answer would be quite different because um i much like many of us we have a vision board we go okay and i and i'm not saying don't dream i'm not saying have contentment without ambition Mm. um they can coexist um, so I don't want us to ever get to a point where you're saying, okay, God, take me where you want to go without agency and autonomy yeah. uh, or without action. Because um, I think faith, faith without works is dead. So I'm not in any way advocating for us to become complacent because we're saying, oh, the author of my life, the finisher of my faith, you can do all things. Yeah. Um, but we should be active. We should be proactive in our own dreams, in our own chasing of our dreams. Um, and... Yeah, I think for me, it's really exposing myself to new environments, new spaces. It's only when I started wearing my hat once again as a director, because I used to direct bits um, in theater, which is completely different to what I do now as an actress in TV. They feel like two different exercises, but you really utilize the tools of one to amplify the other and vice versa. They they coexist in a beautiful way. But um, to, to even echo the same sentiments of what you were saying, that the more we expose ourselves to new things and you go, I'm just gonna go with the flow, but maybe I should like go to a museum and see what 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 could be unearthed in that space. Maybe I should go see this, go see that and just broaden our horizons. If you're blessed enough to go see another country and um, be exposed off to new cultures and people, there's a new seed that gets planted and deposited in every single experience. And that's how we then a year later go, I think I'm an architect. You see, it's it's moments like that. So yeah. open yourself up and open without complacency. Open, open yourself with an attitude of 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 gratitude, but also with an attitude of of being an open vessel, mm. uh, eager to learn, eager to engage, and eager to evolve always. Sure, I really love how you just kind of really encouraged us to just open yourself up to life, you know, and the different possibilities that are out there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know, like, just in your journey, because, you know, as much as we can speak about really just going out there, being curious, being like, you know, mm. just having fun and dreaming big, when you actually get into the process of, mm. <laughs> yeah, of doing and committing to mm. the journey and doing what it takes to get to where you want to be or like letting the journey unfold, there are, there, yeah, again, the expectations and the reality doesn't always match. Yeah. I want to know from your side, what has the process actually looked like? Because people are saying, trust the process. But I'm like, what is the, the process? process? Yeah. Oh, is this in relation to my career or just relation to self? Both, I think, because we are speaking about holistically, you know, careers mm-hmm. are aspirations, but also in terms of like who we want to be as women. Trusting the process. Uh, it's ugly. It's so ugly. I'm so glad you said that. Um, 
it's funny because it's what we spoke about at the beginning. Trust in the process is also knowing that things won't always flow. They're flowing in our favor. Mm. But <laughs> trust in the process also means that you have to be open to waiting. Um, and to still work while you wait. Yeah. I'm in a season of my life now where I'm working. I'm working on a body of work that I absolutely love with my whole heart, the five-minute call. Yeah. But I'm also waiting for the breakthrough that I know I deserve. So trusting the process means that I'm still going to be active. I'm still going to be proactive. I'm still going to serve in whatever way. I'm still going to learn. Um, but the things that are meant for me <laughs> will come. Yeah. They will come. Yeah. But you won't find me where you left me. You mm. won't find me there. You won't find me with the same set of skills that you left me with. You won't find Listen. me with the same level of intelligence and insight, knowledge, and wisdom that you left me in because I'm going to give myself time mm. to, to keep growing, to keep learning, to keep teaching myself. I mean, it's the things like I still go to classes. Like people really? assume that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a real actor. You keep the instrument consistently oiled. I still go to classes. Um, that's a major thing. Like wow. especially with like an animation audition, I especially go to classes for that. Mm. Um, to keep, ma to make sure that I'm a well-oiled machine in every way. Because we do become complacent. We develop habits. Um, we become bored. So to keep myself excited, I do that. Um, trusting the process means that you remain teachable. Mm. Uh, people think that trusting the process, it's like what we said earlier on, what I mentioned, that it means complacency. It means that, uh, sure, also realistic expectation is tough. Yeah. Creating realistic expectations. Especially for a dreamer. Yeah. I think. Because also, dreams are not realistic. Yeah. A dream is a dream because it is hyper-realistic. Yeah. It Because it goes against the grain of what is perceivable. Mm. What is like, okay, I could see myself doing this tomorrow. You can't. That's why it's a dream. <laughs> That's why you need to work in yeah. order to do that. That's why you need faith in order to realize it. Mm. Um, oh, my word. Trust in the process. Oh. She's a raggedy girl, that one. She is so raggedy. She is so tough because she dangles carrots. Mm, she does. And you think, oh, I've reached my breakthrough. You feel like oh, this you've reached the, the pinnacle. But it's just, often I, there's this idea of like, you know, a green light. And mm. that, you know, the process, you can, <laughs> I'm dead and you love me. <laughs> Did you think that carrot is like, yes, I have been mining and I finally reached the goal. <laughs> But no, darling, it's not the gold. <laughs> but it is showing you that you're on the right direction yeah. and keeping you, like, you know, motivated to continue. Mm -hmm. But often the road is just going to get a little harder, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah, and you need those to just kind of keep that motivation there. Otherwise, you'd give up. You know what it also is? Romanticizing the process. To, yeah. to romanticize your life and to appreciate exactly where you are. Yes. Exactly where you are. Sure. I remember in um, my connect group, I can't remember exactly who said it, but it was so powerful um, because they said that in the moments where you forget or you don't trust that God is working in your life, mm. just remember. Just remember, take a moment to remember the things that he has done, the he's things done, that have yeah. happened, things that he's taken you through, the fact that you graduated, the fact that you made it through that sickness, the fact that your family member got prayed over and they made it through, the fact that you made it home safely, the fact that you have food in your stomach, that you have 
five rand in your account and not zero. It's mm. those little things to be grateful for. Trusting the process is also gratitude. It's an Ooh. act of obedience, but also an act of gratitude. Yeah. Um, it, it, it encompasses so many things. It encompasses the faith. It encompasses the gratitude. It, enc it encompasses the, the diligence and the work. Um, and to also create community. I think one of the biggest mistakes or one of the biggest lies that we've been led to believe is that we thrive better as individuals. We have an educational system that, that kind of endorses that. If you think about it, it's your marks, it's your, your test that you're writing on your mm. own, your exams, you graduate, uh, your student number in the system. And then you go out into the world and you realize that it's all collaboration. Yeah. Well, firstly, it's all more than anything, emotional intelligence. <laughs> and then also collaboration. And those are two things that we are never really introduced to or things that aren't emphasized mm. in the 12 formative years of our lives in education, cognitive years where our entire character is being molded and formed. And you go out into the world and you don't even know how to collaborate and then you become an island. And trusting the process means that I need to trust my process on my own. Mm. Um, I'd love to know like, on the topic of the raggedy process, because I'm deep within mine and <laughs> I'm fighting every day. I'm fighting. Hands, hands, hands. But <laughs> I think we also, you know, it's the resistance and the challenges that we face also breeds character growth, you know? No, and character. <laughs> character growth or just reveals parts of ourselves that we may not have known existed good or bad I'd love to mm. know like what have you learned about yourself in the process or what have you what version of Candace have you seen that you either need to unlearn or that you need to continue to build on a year ago I started over I started from scratch because I'd already seen facets of who I was becoming that was steering me away from my destiny Sure. And that was someone who was rooted in people-pleasing. Mm. And I found myself compromising my principles, my values, my morals, not in the most extreme ways. Sometimes it's the way that you speak to people that changes. Mm. Uh, and, it's, and, I'm, and again, it's not extreme things. Sometimes it's, it's that, little, that little pinch of judgment, that little, um, I want to be like the cool kids. You, you, it, it's hard to believe that I would be in a place where, and I found myself there. I found myself in spaces of people living so freely, but they were living freely because they weren't grounded in anything that required them to be better than what they actually were. Mm. If you're comfortable with mistreating people, if you're comfortable with um, living a very superficial, flesh-driven life. Mm. And I don't say flesh-driven in the most Christian way, but we can, we can live a life that's just based purely on how do I feel? How does it make me feel? Yeah. How, does, you know, how does it make me look? And I found myself in so many spaces that reeked of that. And, you know, wearing less, going out more. <laughs> and that's fine. And that's yeah. fine. You know, I don't criticize myself and I don't judge myself for, for being in that place because I was still getting to meet who I am and all the colors of the woman that I'm becoming. Um, so I started seeing that. I started seeing myself going against the, the, the things that I knew were right. 
uh, my daily practices, throwing out the routine, um, sleeping in longer, uh, betraying my health, um, hanging around people that didn't actually see me because at least, you know, um, I don't have to do the work of truly getting to know myself. Yeah. I don't have to do the work of looking at, my, looking at myself in the mirror and seeing my flaws. Because if I'm in a community of people that, and I, I mentioned it just now, that you know we give ourselves the false sense of community because we're all currently going through the waves and the currents of life with no autonomy. Mm. Um, I started seeing those, those sides of myself and I was just like, this isn't, this isn't right. There's so much more to me yeah. than, than worldly pursuit. There's so much more to me than wanting to be liked by people, by feeling like I haven't accomplished enough um, because I'm comparing myself against everyone else in the industry. And once I found myself in that place, it was so important for me to take myself out of that. Mm. Uh, and it means surrender, it means sacrifice. I, I started off with fasting. I then stopped eating meat for a bit. Oh, Emphasis wow. on for a bit, sis. <laughs> She's like, we're back. We're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, right. we're back, we're back. Back to regular programming. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I stopped frequenting places that I knew I didn't like. Yeah. Like, why are why you am there? I here? When you're out and you just realize... You know you want to go home. You know you want to be home. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know that you don't relate to those people. You know this relationship isn't going to work. You, you just know. Oh, you do. It's dulling and it's dumbing your intuition mm -hmm. and going that, well, I'm going to live in the present moment of being liked by these people. Because their validation is far important than my own. Because at least it's certain. It's coming from mm. a place of they, they show me that they like me. They show me. And they may not like me for the right reasons. They might like the access they have to me. Mm. They might like the way I make them feel. Mm. They might not necessarily like me and everything that I come with. And maybe they like me, but they don't like w the responsibility that comes with being my friend. Yeah. The responsibility that comes and the expectation that comes with being my partner. Yeah. They like the surface level. Mm. And I was tired of surface living. I was so bored. I was yeah. so bored. And when you get to a point with yourself and you start to go, okay, I'm digging deeper. You start to see the flaws in others and not in a judgmental, condescending way. But then you go, you actually don't speak to me with kindness. Mm. Or why are you always reminding me of the person that I was? Give me the room to become. Yes. Why are you holding me to my the identity that I can no longer relate with? Why are you encouraging me to do things that I no longer like? Why? Okay, I don't want to go to the club. What do we do now? No, we don't even we don't even don't have wanna, anything I, in common. I don't I don't want to I don't want to drink anymore. Yeah. Like and and that was a big thing for me as well when it came to my moment of humbling that I was like, um and I've never been like a huge drinker ever, ever, mm. ever. But I would occasionally be like okay i'm gonna take a couple of shots and i knew i didn't want and you to. didn't want to yeah i knew i didn't want to and it's not to insinuate that i don't drink at all there will be those celebratory moments all those moments where i go you know a sip of this or that cool but now because we're out there and everybody's like shot shots and you're just like okay maybe i'm too rigid let me have a little more fun mm. people pleasing you compromised yourself people pleasing mm. people pleasing so i mean that's all coming down to getting to a point where I was living for the validation of others and not for the truth of who I am. And mm. that's another difficult place. People, And we all get stuck in the people-pleasing. Again, school, you're constantly wanting to 
make people like you, you want to do well academically, you also still want to be cool, you want to be the rebel, but you also want to um, be diligent, you want to be all of these things. And who dictates those things for you? Mm. Everyone except you. And then you have parents who have these expectations that they project on you. And then it's like, when do I get to define what makes me happy? Mm. What feels right for me? What is true to my journey? That only ever happens in our 20s. It yeah. literally only ever happens there because everything else and all the environments that we're in and the people we're surrounded with have authority over us or a perceived idea of authority over us that we never get to have authority over our own lives. Sure. And I'm sure like when you make that decision for yourself, often it gets like isolating and yeah. I had no friends for a bit. No, I, no, I did. I did. I did. But it, it just speaks <laughs> to like the pruning process, you know, cutting off those leaves or those people that just don't feed into you anymore. And mm -hmm. sometimes you're just going to have to deal with either the loneliness of making the decision that's best for you. And it could mm -hmm. be loneliness. It could be any other kind of um, what's consequence of that. Mm -hmm. But you also need to develop a strength and a conviction enough to be like, I'm going to get through this or I'm going to where I'm going or where I need to be and the real me is worth what I'm going through right now to let oh, go of the old. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to know, because in, in your voice note yesterday, you said something really interesting. Oh, no, what did I say? <laughs> you said that you have, you mentioned your relationship with failure. Mm. And yeah, I just want to like just learn and hear a little bit more about that because, you know, as we're growing, as we're going, especially in this defining decade, as we're trying new things and as we don't necessarily get the results that we want or, you know, X, Y, Z, failure becomes a friend, you know, or becomes someone that we know very well. What's mm -hmm. your relationship with failure right now? And like, also, how do you deal with like that when you're just like, I want to give up, especially as a big dreamer, like as an ambitious person? Oh. I feel like I'm going to repeat a lot of the things that I've said. Okay. Um, failure, good old friend. Good failure. old friend. Failure. Yeah. Um, I think I've, I probably have played it safe. Mm. <laughs> I think I've mm. played it safe in many ways. I remember saying to a cast member once that I'm brilliant at the bare minimum. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Aren't we all? In our oh, comfort yeah. zone. In our comfort zone. Absolutely diligent. Ask me to do it and I will do it well. Mm. Um, if you have to ask me twice, then it's just like, I think I doubted myself the first time you asked me. Yeah. So maybe the failure is more the relationship with the self-doubt. Mm. So because before I get to a point of the attempt, I have to combat and overcome the doubt. And that relationship is a difficult one first because... I don't know. It, it's it's almost like jumping off. I said not. I'm gonna say jumping off a cliff. That's a little bit awkward. That's like, yeah. But it's like jumping. Let me just say jumping okay. in general. Just jumping. Okay. <laughs> Having the courage to jump, hmm. not knowing if it's gonna be a soft landing, if you're gonna hmm. land on a beanbag, if you're gonna land on a trampoline, hmm. you don't know how you're gonna land. But what you do know is that the glory moment and your purpose and your destiny is rooted in the suspension is in the jump. Mm. So the courage to do that yeah. and overcoming the self-doubt in order to do that becomes a hard part. Then the oh. realization that it didn't come to fruition is the inevitable disappointment. Mm. Um, 
But it's also so not I'm, the end of the world, I think. It's not. So maybe, I think for me, it's not necessarily a relationship with failure, but uh, redefining relationship with self-doubt and disappointment. Mm. And that's an ongoing relationship that I'm, I, th- I think right now, more than anything, I'm, I'm trying to, to soften it for myself, to soften the parts of my heart that have hardened, to courage, that go, okay, I might play it safe again. I'm going I'm to I'm go into the, the, the corner of, of comfort again because, you know, I, I jumped and I, I got hurt or mm. I jumped and I learned a very hard lesson. So maybe if I don't jump, I won't learn the hard lessons anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trick. Like my Just one, don't jump. Just stay Yeah. Home. My one friend once said, he's like, aim low to avoid disappointment. I was like, that is horrible advice, but it makes sense. It, ma- it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. But, but how could we but ever be dreaming? But it's not fulfilling. It's, you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. It's not. And living a life of the bare minimum is not what we are called to do. Um, you know, we want li- a life of abundance. We want mm. a life of of excitement, mm. of the chase, of the of passion. You know, passion is a beautiful thing to have. Yeah. Do you remember being passionate? Or you, do you think you're still passionate? Uh, I'm refinding my passion. I'm reigniting my passion. I Love think it. similarly to you, I've been in a place where I'm very comfortable. And even in the work that I do, it's kind of just been like, I can do this like the back of my hand. Like mm. I don't need to really exercise any, any other parts of me. Um, and... Yeah, that really informed the beginning of this journey. I was like, Bukang, actually, there's more to life than where you are right now. Mm-hmm. You have, you've almost, you have done yourself a disservice, but in many ways, you've shrunken the potential of who mm. you could be by just staying here. And it's good. You're getting praised for it. Yeah. And you are making change and impacting people. But mm. you know that you have so much more, and that lies on the other side of comfortability. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I was like, okay, we need to kind of like reinvent, yeah. get a little uncomfortable, yeah. figure out how we can like still have the same purpose, still, you know, affect change and do what we want to do the same way, but in a way that's a bit more exciting, mm-hmm. in a way that speaks to who I am right now, mm-hmm. um, and that'll challenge me. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, with those aspects of uncomfortability, yeah. it starts to reignite the passion again and the excitement of doing what yeah. I do, you know, and yeah. learning from people, like engaging like this. I'm just like, yo, Candace, like <laughs> the fact that she just seems like, wow, goals, I want to get there, <laughs> so, you know? And maybe that's why I also struggled with your question around failure because I don't yeah. recognize failure as an aspect in my life. Mm. If anything, I, people have a relationship with failure where it's far too definitive. So the, so the minute it happens... It, it's a character flaw. Yeah. It's like, oh, I am a failure. No, you just, this just happened. It's, and that's why I'm like, I don't even say I failed. It's, mm. it's part of the process. Yeah. So you say, I failed at this moment. This is a failure. It's a, no, this is just another way to not do it. Mm. Or this is, so this is an alternative way to do it, but not one that reaped the fruits and the reward of what I was hoping for. So that Absolutely. is what failure is. Failure, the illusion that failure exists is problematic. I, I, I don't prescribe to the notion that mm. failure is, is, is a destination, that failure is a life-altering event. Mm. It can be a life-altering event in a way that where it redirects you to where you need to be, but it will never be enough to deter you from your path completely. Mm. I You're never too the, far gone. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's about also just changing your perspective when it comes to things. For mm. me, how I've reconciled my relationship with failure is just seeing it as a data point. It just gives me information of... Okay, this didn't work out. Then I need to change course. I need to 
figure out how to do it another way or mm. to do something else. But don't take it personally. <laughs> it's not an indication of your self-worth or that you don't have talent because you didn't get the part or because, you know, X, Y, Z. Just change direction, just like rejection. Yeah, it's you a know? comma. It's, it's literally a comma in the sentence. There we go. Candice, I want to talk about healing, right? Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I cried five minutes into the interview. Yeah, no, this is the perfect time. <laughs> so we're warming up for this moment yeah. right here. Um, because I think I personally am having a very interesting relationship with healing and probably a lot of people can relate as well, mm -hmm. especially if you're on a journey. And especially like we just mentioned, you know, we're in our late 20s and really coming into ourselves, but also just seeing parts of ourselves that we're like, oh girl, we, this needs to be addressed, right? Mm -hmm. However, yes, you've taken up the responsibility to be like, okay, I'm going to do the work, unpack, mm -hmm. unpacking never stops. But do you think there's ever a moment where unpacking, there's like such a thing as too much unpacking, where we become obsessed with the idea of healing and not living and being? That's precisely what I was gonna say. If, if you ask me about healing, um, without foregrounding what she said there, um, I would have said that sometimes leave the wound alone. Touch it. Touch it when you need to, but leave it alone. Because I'm glad that we've come into a space of um, wanting to have conversations about healing and unpacking and triggers and traumas and um, inner child healing and shadow healing, all of those things. But because it's become commercialized, because there's been such huge emphasis over it, it has become an obsession because why do we feel like we always need fixing? Mm. We, a lot of us have come to a point where we can't even relate in a very authentic and real way because we feel like there's something deeper to that moment. Mm. Uh, and you know, I don't want to be dismissive and say it's not that deep, um, but sometimes it really isn't. <laughs> and we need to come, come to a point where we can find the happy medium, where we can find the middle of I can heal in this space, I do need to heal in this, in this space, but I'm content in where I am and I appreciate where I am. Mm. And it's also finding the gratitude of saying, I have brokenness. I've experienced brokenness. I've experienced trauma. And it's not, it's not a complete defining thing about me. It's part of my narrative. Yeah. But it doesn't make me who I am. It's just like the, the people who walk around with a victim complex, you know, consistently self-victimizing, constantly in a space where you wouldn't understand me because I've gone... It's like, it's not your character. Yeah. And it's not your story. It's only part of it. So I can hope we get to a point, and I hope for anyone who's watching this, can get to a point where they give themselves permission to live beyond their trauma to live beyond their brokenness, to live beyond the story, to live beyond who people said that they were and said that they're not. And that they put down the journal for a moment and they hold up the mirror. Mm. And hold up the mirror and see who you are, see the fullness of who you are, not who you were, not who um, you, they said you couldn't be, or don't look up at the mirror and see the flaws and the cracks. Look at someone who is uniquely made in the image of God, who has so much ahead of them. And yes, I'm sorry that it happened. I'm sorry for all the moments that stole your light, but wood, wood still burns, you know, that your brokenness, there's still pieces there that can be salvaged. And 
Just take a moment to look at them. Take a moment to look in the broken mirror. The, your, your affliction is still there. Yeah. You're, su- you're still there. Um, and and I, I, I love how you asked it. I love that you mentioned that. It's fine, leave the wound. Leave it. Leave it. Um, not everything is a teachable moment. Not everything is a moment to transform your character for the good. Um, it's like the fact that sometimes God does things in your life for his glory. That's crazy to imagine because it's like, you would let me go through that just so I could share a testimony on who you are? Yeah. Cool. Okay. But it also is like some things can be in vain. That's literally what it means that some mm. things can almost be in. It's not a moment to transform or what. It's just go, oh, God, you're still good. Okay, okay. Anyway, moving on. And then you move on. Moving on. That's it. Yeah. Even with the, um, when you look at um, the, is it the hyphen or the dash? <laughs> so your birth date and your, your death date okay. is that line in the middle. I don't know if it's a hyphen or a dash. It's that one in the middle. We all know. I think it's, it's, a, it's a hyphen. That, yeah. It's it's continuous. So your life is that line. It's your lifeline. That moment is the lifeline. What are you doing in the middle of it? Yeah. And if your entire lifeline is committed to looking in the rear view mirror and thinking of all the things you could have changed and all the brokenness that you want to fix, you're never going to get to live in the present moment. Sure. And you don't get to be the self-fulfilling prophecy of the person in the future. It's always going to be a, I could be this. I could be confident, but this broke me. I could be this, but this hurt me. I could be more available to loving you, but they hurt me. Yeah. When do you get to live there? Uh, even this, this hindsight thinking, when you're permanently in the past, sometimes being present is the healing moment. I realize that for myself now because people, myself even, cheat themselves out of love, relationship, out of the fullness of experiencing other people because of certain levels of brokenness and this idea that I need to be perfect, I need to be healed, I need to be complete in order to make myself available to other people. I'm not saying that go in with an empty cup and expect other people to fill you to the brim, no. But from experience, I speak that from experience that I am in the height of love, experiencing the height, the height, the, let me not say height because it can get higher. Like the lengths, the depths and the breadths of the love that I'm feeling and experiencing now came at a very broken place in my life. Came from a place of extreme doubt, from a hardened heart, from many questions, but I went in with faith. Mm. If I was so fixated on, I need to go to therapy, I need to go, and that's what I did. I'd stopped going to therapy for a bit. But when I'd seen how much this relationship challenged me to step into myself, then I was like, okay, maybe one more therapy session. Maybe one more. And my therapist said, jump. Sure. That's literally what she said. Jump. And I was so concerned about molding, fashioning, and perfecting my character for this person. And she was like, just jump. You've got a parachute. Mm. And the parachute is everything, my faith, the parachute is my hope, the parachute is my love, the parachute is everything that I've been holding back out of fear that it wouldn't be reciprocated. And I can't imagine how many people are and how many individuals, and I don't only speak for women, I can't imagine how many people have cheated themselves out of just goodness. And it's, 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 it's the courage to, to 
take that job on. It's the courage to stand up and do that presentation, to to pitch to that client, to um, confront that colleague, to write that letter. Um, it's that invitation to expand on who you are, but now you don't want to do it because you're so busy fixing. Yeah. When if you were just present, you would be given the tools to heal. Those tools, the appreciation, the validation that you're looking for in the person you once were. So it's it's also going that um, the voice that I didn't have back then, I want to I, I, I want to speak for her then. No, speak for yourself now. Speak for who you are right now. Don't try to to um, salvage or don't try to to overcompensate for the courage you didn't have. Acknowledge the courage that you have now in the present moment. And that will also be the courage that you need and the faith that you need that will take you to the next place that you're going to. What happened, happened. And again, I'm not invalidating that. I'll never do that. I've experienced my brokenness. I've experienced great trauma. But if I was so fixated on righting the wrongs of the past, I wouldn't be able to live in the present moment. And that's one of the biggest betrayals that we could have for ourselves and commit to ourselves is not see what's right in front of us yeah yo guys yo <laughs> this is such a full circle moment for me i think because i needed to hear this that person mm. that you said like the person who's cheated themselves out of you know good things or you know just felt like i can't take i can't jump i can't mm. take that leap because there's like just so much baggage that I'm still holding on to. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to jump with the perfect bag or know how to mm -hmm. handle that when yeah. the contents of that baggage comes out, you know? Mm -hmm. But, and that's what I've been struggling with. And it's, I was like, I'm struggling to actually live in the present. I'm not fully happy because all I'm doing is constantly overanalyzing, you know, mm -hmm. and constantly like shutting things out and being, and pushing things away. Whereas, Life is meant to be lived, and a big part of the healing is that you need to be able to apply what you've learned. Yeah, in the, know, present, in mo the present moment. And in addition to even living in hindsight and, you know, past, is also living in the future. And we don't know the sabotage that we bring to ourselves mm. when we constantly think of the end in mind. Mm. And when you think of the end in mind in reference to things that have happened in your life, you already sabotage yourself because you go, well, in that relationship, it ended like this. Well, mm -hmm. in that endeavor, it ended like this. If you commit to being present in the here and the now, the ending could always be different. But you yeah. won't know until you commit, until you apply yourself yeah. in this present moment. And those moments were there to give you lessons. You know, it's not overrated when people say, God will give you the same lesson, like, will give you the same experiences until you learn the lesson. Yeah. You will get that lesson, my child. You will get it. You'll get you that really experience. Mm. You really will get that experience mm. over and over and over again until you go, okay, what is this moment trying to teach me? Mm. Okay, bet. And then you apply that until you set boundaries. Mm. And boundaries are all, that's another conversation. Uh, that's a whole other thing. Setting boundaries, yeah. applying those boundaries, yeah. and committing to those boundaries and validating those boundaries. Mm. A life changer. But yeah, at the end of the day, you have to practice, you have to live, and you'll mm. never be perfect. In the same way, like, as we, you know, in this journey of becoming, of being, mm. of wanting, there's, you'll never have a destination. It's a constant journey. Ever. You know? So 
the best thing we can do for ourselves is actually just learn to live in the moment mm-hmm. and do our best. Do our very best. Wow. I think we've had like such an incredible, incredibly profound conversation. We have. We have. And it was lovely having you here and i'm just like like, oh my gosh i say some funny things sometimes i'd be so deep (laughs) you're like no but you're like me too especially you're like oh crying in the club i'm just like so what's your childhood trauma yeah yeah that's so me but gonna be doing dobeta doing tiktok challenges to our broken hey you know amen but okay i want to end off with lightening the mood like you said let's let's lighten the mood yes 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 we're gonna do a little final five a little quiz uh (laughs) build your dream life we're gonna give you certain scenarios a couple options and you tell us which one you're gonna pick i'm gonna try to get straight to the point with some of these because i can waffle girl girl but that's why we have a podcast okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so this episode is going on three hours i think it's not seven damn that's crazy i was i know it's quite short but you know we'll just give him the teaser this is part one (laughs) (laughs) to a seven part series (laughs) i love it all right so candace we're building your dream life okay Mm So, in context of where would you like to live or what would be your ideal place to live? A, in the center of a big city, B, by the sea, or C, in a picturesque village? The center of a big city. Really? Yeah, shout out to capitalism one time. (laughs) Fast-paced girl. Yeah, I also just love connecting with people and you have greater access to people through that. A village is too remote and the sea, I can't swim. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Shout out to Black Stereotypes, too. <laughs> they won this one. They won that one. Stereotypes won us zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So pick the thing that's most important to you. One, always living close to family. Two, getting time to read, watch films, see art, you know, feed your inner creative self. Or three, having an adventure. You can only pick one. Close to family. You um, are a family person. I am. Yeah. Yeah. The sisters. That's I'm very hockey jealous that yeah, you have yeah. sisters. I don't even have one sister. Wait, you're an only child? No, I have an older brother. Oh, so you're an only child. And jokes, a younger jokes, brother. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might as well be. No kidding. But I'm the only kidding. girl though, so checks out. <laughs> okay, next one. Pick your dream mode of transport. So in this big city. Or okay, clearly not in this big city because this is not gonna make sense. Is but boat? private jet. I was like, what are you Private jet, mm-hmm. a car, or biking around? I want one of the bike, and my mom said she's not buying me a coffin on wheels, so she's killed that dream. Yeah. Um, so a car, I guess. Okay. I also only got my first car a year ago. So you really? See, I'm not rushing the process. I love that. People wow. think, oh, you're on a soapy, you're at the peak. I was taking taxis during Generations. Did not you, my entire time. Did just, you also just learn to drive? or? Yeah. No, I, I'd learned, I was really fearful of driving, like super fearful. Same. But you know, we've come out on the other side shining. We're good. Hey, amen. Yes, shout out to so the that's, that's inspiration that for you, girl. You're going to get that license. Show me what you're getting here, please. Like <laughs> Show me, please, to anyone. Like, get your license. Get your license. Get, no, seriously. Get, also, because there's certain things we feel like are unattainable, like going on holiday, getting a license. Like, oh, that's for them. It's for you too. Get a license. Get a passport. We get go. a pa- No, seriously. I don't know who's watching this. Get a passport. I love that. Yeah. Okay, next one. <laughs> Who would you rather spend the rest of your life with? A man. <laughs> my man. Oh, is my mom in there? A life partner, family, oh. or friends? I'm not going to choose. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because this one's personal. They might be watching. They're like, Who is she going to be? 
You know who you are. <laughs> you know. All of them know who they are. She's like, I plead the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> I can't. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, you no. need them all. And it's nice and when they all can all be in one. I can say my friends. Because they're all my friends. Okay. There we go. Mom's my friend. My Mom, sister's my friends. Mom, sister. Yeah, everyone. I'm my friend. Yeah. I love that. Jesus is my friend too. And our last one, because it's the B word. Pick your dream ideal girls' night out. Are you having movie, cinema, dinner, and the club? Or is it a girls' night in vibe, games, takeout, and a rom-com? Or trying to mix it up a little, doing a night market, ice cream, and taking a walk by the beach? These are all nice. I want to do I all of them. I want to do all of them. I think it's a weekend away doing every single one of them. Perfect answer. I'm sorry. I like chose like option D, but that's the one that's going. Another addition to option D is that I'm coming with you. So... There it we is go. with your friends. You Period. were invited to begin with. True. But you just invited Bokang. Of on. course, yeah. I don't want to be on the nose. We did establish yeah, you are my best friend <laughs> in my head. So I'm there. I'm there. Can't be too obvious. Leave them hanging. But Ken, it was so lovely having you on the B word. Yay! You spoke. You hit me right here. And I'm sure you definitely did so much for all the other people listening. You're truly walking in your purpose. Beautiful inside and on the outside too. If anyone's watching and they're like, I need to see more of Candace, where can they find you? Please let them know. Oh, um, so firstly, I am barely on Twitter. Barely. What a weird little place. Um, but you can follow me at Candy Mudisele, C-A-N-D-I-E-M-O-D-I-S-E-L-L-E. I'm on Instagram, Candice Mudisele, so it's full name, or full second name and surname. C-A-N-D-I-C-E-M-O-D-I-S-E-L-L-E. And on YouTube, because, uh, yeah, I very courageously uh, decided that I'm going to dabble in that space. And it is the five-minute call. So the five-minute call with Candice Mudisele. And, of course, keep watching The B Word. Stay tuned. It's amazing. She's amazing. I love it, Cher. I'm not leaving. Uh, this is part one of our seven-part series. Keep an eye out for part two, three, four, five, six, and seven. And eight. Okay, guys. That's a wrap. <laughs> we done. It's amazing. Thank you. Oh man, it is time for the afterthoughts. And I've just got to say, for the first time in my whole lifetime, I got nothing to say. Your girl is speechless. And I think that's good. Sometimes you just got to keep quiet, sit back and reflect on that whole conversation. So if anything, I'm passing the mic now to you guys to let me know what you thought. So please, in the comments, if you're watching this on YouTube, let's have a conversation. Where in this journey are you? Are you deep within with us? Are you in the trenches? Are you at the very beginning? Are you considering taking this journey? Or you just, you know, maybe you're on the other side. Maybe you are on the other side of a becoming journey and you have quote unquote arrived. I would absolutely love to know from all of you. Give us a little bit of hope. Um, and yeah, guys, we'll see you very soon. If you want to just keep up to us on the other socials, check us out at the B word underscore ZA on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all the socials. And for myself, if you want to connect with me at she is Bogang. Otherwise, you can find me here. Same time, same place. Well, maybe not same time, but definitely same place in the next episode of According to B. Bye.